What's happening, Captain? Well, I've got a feeling it's pretty important. Oh, no, it's not that important, Captain. We just need somewhere quiet to record this week's instalment of The Randomizer. My cabin is at your disposal. Oh, thank you, Captain. That's very kind of you. Because it's another long episode this week. We're heading back over to Space Precinct for The Witness. So, welcome back to Space Precinct on The Randomizer. And uh, it certainly feels like it's been quite a while since we've been here. Uh, I want to say the last time was Seek and Destroy which uh, wasn't a very good episode, and unfortunately, um, this episode is also not without its problems. Like a veteran, I was talking to Morgan. Officer Romex got a really good feel for the territory, Officer Warren. And we, we have this uh, unusual setup here where, for some reason, uh, Orin and Romex's partnership has come to a temporary halt. For once, I get to tell you what to do, and you have to listen. I'm sorry, did you say something? We got a report of a purse snatching outside the Gilmore Bar. You're yeah, Orin has been consigned to desk duty, and Romek has been partnered with a uh, a brand new officer. This is Officer Morgan. Gorin. And uh, I believe we've uh, mentioned this before, uh, when shows bring in suddenly bring in a new, hugely important character for one episode only, and they turn out to be a bad one. Gilmore. This. Um, Space Precinct did that with the introduction of Officer Carson. It just so happened that the episode he was introduced in, there was a traitor on the station, and he wasn't it. Already. But, uh, yeah, this, uh, th this does not do that. I'm sorry, I've just, I've just spoiled everything with this, but to be honest, it's not that, um... You guys, against the wall! ...that difficult to notice that he's, uh, clearly a villain. Just like a family reunion here. Yeah, we got all the extras. There's a ponytail man and um, purple hair man and uh, man with uh, lime green tattoos over his uh, eyebrows. Little lady got separated from a purse of you. These poor extras. Just some terrible hairdos and wigs on these guys. Anyway, Romek and um, Morgan have come to find this lady's purse, but uh, yeah, the guy who took it has already helped himself to its contents and has uh, slipped out of the bar. Off down the street. You guys don't seem to be very cooperative. And this bar is in the uh, Gilmore district of Demeter City, which is a rather crowded uh, I think they said it's a sort of slum area so uh, our thief has stopped off at the soup kitchen. Meanwhile Have another. Thanks, Fredo. It's time for it's time for a, a meal at Fredo's place. <laughs> let you out, Haldane. Yeah, so we've got Bro Brogan and Sally. Truth hurts, Haldane. <laughs> Haldane and Castle, and uh, took on her own as always. The grown-ups. Of course you do, but they don't have exams this week. Come on, Estes. I can be a mum tonight. I'll tuck you in. Okay. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Good night. And this is a rare episode for Space Precinct to actually focus on uh, on Sergeant Fredo, who was. Um, one of the, the least used regular characters on the show, so it's nice to see him get a bit of focus for once. You have to have a baby of your own. Oh, sly glance over at Haldane. He's uh, clearly been thinking about that already. Well, I think it's about time for the slam ball game. Fredo, why don't you turn on the screen? All right, the stingrays. <laughs> In fact, I believe in the original script that was going to be the... Uh, the Stingrays were going to be uh, playing against the Fireballs. Anyway, this... Um, and they still do. So we're, we're in the uh, the Fredo family apartment, and... 
again with with Space Precinct, it is one of the uh, the show's biggest weaknesses. Unfortunately, we have this alien race, but here we are in their home, and there's nothing different than you'd find in the home of a, an ordinary human family. I mean, you could get all this uh, all this furniture and home decor from uh, from uh, B and Q or or any hardware store, really. Anyway, Fredo's little daughter has been put to bed. Lights out. But she's seen something with her third eye, and it looks like our uh, purse snatcher friend being cornered in an alley and stabbed in the back with a sort of laser sword thingy. Front, chest, neck, head, head again. Honey, what's the matter? It's okay, sweetheart. It's just another bad dream. Mommy and Daddy would never let anything bad happen to you. Well, something bad's obviously happened to our purse snatcher friend, and this is a um, an episode that kind of directly addresses Space Precinct's um, sort of the oddness of pitching Space Precinct as a family show because there is a lot of violence in it, but they're also expecting the kids to watch. <laughs> Did you hear that? Hear what? Come on. Oh, our friend Officer Morgan has heard a dead body all the way around the corner. But he's being picked by uh, this guy who's just leapt over the fence. Forget it, he's long gone. <laughs> Is he dead? He's about a foot away at most, forget it, don't worry. Hey look, you dropped a watch. Leave it for forensics. Orin, it's Romek, we got a stiff here. So presumably the guy picking the corpse is uh, also the murderer. And now we're checking back in on the station. The uh, Tarn memory fit guy is reading Morgan. And here we get the first indication that Morgan is uh, a bad one because he just sort of glares at the, the Tarn guy for no real reason. Is that our man? My memory serves me right. Yes, sir. Well, then we owe your memory a big vote of thanks. You just saved us a lot of time. Romek. Oh, reliable Officer Morgan, you're just so trustworthy. Do me a favor, will you? Just call me Brogan. Yes, sir. Oh, they're really trying to bring him into the uh, the fold as well. His friends knew him as Danny Cav. Among other things. Everybody knew him. Small-time hood, had his hand in everything. Only with Danny, it usually came up empty. Same as Johnny Mueller. Two small-time hustlers, both killed with a light lance, both in a week. What are you waiting for? Go find me some facts. Podley's uh, eyes looked a bit uh, cross-eyed there. Okay, partner. Time to round up the usual suspects. Ooh, will this include Zipload? Because Zipload is always the first one they ever went Lieutenant, to. Lieutenant, Miss Datch, Demeter News. She's on her way down from Bay 2. Uh, tell her I don't have time. Tell her... I don't know. Tell her... Tell her what a wonderful time we had at your place last night. Uh, Morgan, if Slumbo gets an idea on that memory fit, you let me know, okay? Good thing, Brogan. Oh, it's lucky he's always been here. Anyway, here comes Iona Datch, and I really like this character. Where's the lieutenant? Ah, you just missed him. It's a shame she didn't return after this episode. She's um, played by Kate Harper, who dubbed and uh, sometimes played other characters on the show. Officer Morgan, I have cross rep And the makeup isn't too complex. It is just basically a bald head with uh, sort of purple and yellow bits painted on. But uh, my hog. It's a very nice, slimy performance that she gives. Go away, Datch. We're in a hurry. Two minutes. 
And as well, it's nice that it's clear that Brogan and Haldane have a history with her. These two have been annoying each other for a while. Tell me about your serial killer. You know, it can do a lot of damage if we don't have the full story. <laughs> you threatening me, Datch? Absolutely not. But you know me, Lieutenant. The word no and I have never been what you'd call close friends. Yeah, well, it's about time you got acquainted. Yeah, it's rare that Space Precinct would give us an alien character that wasn't like a full animatronic thing. This this gives us much more of a chance to see Kate giving a, well, a performance that's a bit more immediate. Um, as, as fantastic as the animatronics are, you do sometimes get the sense that there is a person just off screen holding that little um, remote to make all the eyes and such move. Thinking about something else. Anyway, Estes, that's uh, Fredo and... Don't be lazy. Yolanda, is, is that Fredo's wife's name? Uh, their daughter. Now watch Daddy. Practicing for her telekinetics test. You see, it requires total concentration. Hmm. So meanwhile in Demeter City, there's a, another presumably naughty person on the run. Total concentrations. While Estes has got her third eye open, her parents are criticising her and distracting her. And she's getting some light relief from that by seeing another guy murdered with the light lance. Fredo, try and stop it! What is this, sweetheart? Call the doctor, Fredo. Maybe you guys were pushing her too hard. So, another dead body, another chance for Rogan and Haldane to, uh... Oh! After all these years, I'm still amazed at what people are doing. Oh, this is one of my favourite scenes in the whole show. I didn't realise it was this episode. Romack. Yes, Lieutenant. So, everyone's come to collect the uh, dead body. The uh, police are there, and obviously the paramedics are there. Well, not paramedics. Uh, forensics and such. Body taker away, people. Yeah, we all die sooner or later. Yeah. And at the police line, amongst the crowd... We'll try to figure it out. Me? I don't bother. Is this elderly Creon? Or it is. That's all. He'd be 52 tomorrow. I know, because we had the same birthday. You don't forget something like that. Oh, happy birthday. Uh -uh. I knew him. Would you mind answering a few questions? Before I answer any questions, uh, could I have a moment with Lamb? Uh, that's his name. Right. Yeah. So the rest of the extras are a mix of uh, the standard non-animatronic alien head masks and more humans with very terrible pink hair and such. How was the end, Lamb? Anyway, they've let this guy through. Painful. Mm. Because no matter how much you suffered, you no good well <laughs> I love it. Bro, the way I'm suffering now. I love the way they just let this guy through, and he th he looks like an old friend. And he just starts hitting him with his stick, asking for his money back. He gets himself killed, so he doesn't have to pay me. He doesn't have to pay any of his clients. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! This guy was a bookie. Nah, he was a lousy bookie. <laughs> but he was my friend. Oh, I want to follow that guy. Can we just have an episode about that guy? Grumpy elderly Creon going around hitting dead bodies with his walking stick. He's fantastic. Ah. It's so good to see your face, Sally. We can't seem to get a straight answer out of the doctor. We have Oh gosh, that was a that was an, a very steep flight of stairs for uh, David Qualter and whoever's playing Yolanda to get down in those uh, masks where they can't see anything. Okay, they're facing an enormous internal struggle. A part of them can't get away from whatever it is they've just experienced and a part of them desperately wants to get back to normality. Anyway, Sally's looking after Fredo's daughter at the hospital, and, uh... Where I come in. 
The purpose of post-trauma therapy is to help children like Estes get back on their feet. I was never clear what Sally's duties at the hospital were. Sometimes she just seems like a receptionist doing paperwork type things, and other times, like in this episode, she seems properly medically qualified. Her telekinetics exams at the end of the week. I don't know if you knew that. Well, no, I just thought we were pestering her with that silly telekinetics thing for no reason. And this is another area where the animatronics don't quite cover the the strength of the emotion that a, an event like that would need. And it's not like it's not that um, David Quilter and whoever's playing his wife aren't trying. It's just the masks can't achieve that level of of realistic expression. All three with multiple lacerations around the face, neck, and shoulders. And what does the world of science have to say about this, Officer Carson? Not a lot, sir. Yep, Carson's here as well to do. Much like Sally, Carson was just sort of whatever we need him to do, he can he can do it. I think we may be dealing with a classic serial killer. That's oh, another theory. Because this was back in the days when uh, TV police shows only ever had like one serial killer a season, whereas now it's like every episode of all of those American crime shows is just there's a serial killer. Classic serial killer. we got to get inside his head. That's not what I want to hear, Romick. Nowadays, if you said that, it was like, well, yeah, every every police drama is, is serial killers. Got to be found. I mean, not that I ever watch them. I'm just making sweeping generalizations based on no experience at all. I just, if I'm going to watch a, a, a police series, I, well, I kind of prefer one with spaceships and lasers and such. I own a Dutch news at noon. Look, I'll cut to the chase. You were right. It's not neighborhood wars. We got ourselves a serial killer. So tell me something I don't know. We got a suspect. I'm listening. I want his face plastered all over the news. Oh, well, I'd really like to help you, Lieutenant, but I've just gone and gotten acquainted with the word no. It's not the time. <laughs> oh, even... Okay. See, that's that's a good example. She she gave this really smarmy smile at the end of that, that line that an actor wearing the full animatronic mask just couldn't quite manage. I'm not sure if you can hear me, Estes, but I think you can. All you have to do is listen and tell me when something sounds good. Now, that's not too tough, is it? Also, this episode is very, very, very hard to... It's her favourite... Look at. Not watch, but look at, because this room that Estes is in, it's like all of the pink paint in the universe was used in this room, and Estes herself has got... She's got um, pink ribbons in her hair, and her dress is purple. Her mum's wearing a purple dress with a purple headband. It's just too much pink. You think about it. Pink flowers. Your company for a while. The hospital's designated pink room. And I believe uh, Estes, the little girl, Fredo's daughter, is played by, I want to say, Kieran Shah. Hold on a second, let me check my uh, book, because I do keep a book by the side of my microphone while I'm doing this, just to make sure I don't get anything wrong. Uh, Kieran Shah, yeah is one of the most difficult crimes for us to who uh, I who, who has done um, stunt work and uh, and such and in lots of things but I most remember him for being Miss Piggy's stunt double in the uh, motorbike sequences in the Great Muppet Caper nobody heard anything nobody knows anything about it see no evil hear no evil speak no evil uh, more or less only we don't have monkeys in Demeter you don't need them evil is evil oh. Brogan just got a tip. Mm. Somebody spotted Maharg in a soup kitchen near the Gilmore. Brogan was uh, just beginning to suspect Morgan a little bit there. Gave him a 
Bit of a curious sideways glance. Anyway, the uh, serial killer suspect, Mass Mahag, which is, of course, Sam Graham, spelt backwards. Um, yeah, he's heading down to the... Mass Mahag, DCPD. Kilmore District Soup Kitchen. Brogan, hey! Haldane, Romek. Um, Police! They've bungled this and uh, they can't get anywhere near him. So Mahag's run into the bar. Brogan followed him in. Ooh. Don't even think about it. Mahag wasn't counting on good old Morgan, Officer Morgan, who everybody loves. Morgan, stop! Hold it right there, pal. Wait, Morgan wasn't doing anything. He was just holding his gun. Mahag was creeping up on him with the laser Bother. thingy. Because that's what separates us from them. Oh, Brogan's starting to think that maybe old Morgan isn't as trustworthy as he appears. Oh, ow! That image is hurting me. I'm... They've come into the bright pink room from a bright green corridor. The colour clashes are just ghastly. You know, Estes, you might be able to help me out. I think your doll wants to go home. I mean, if I was a doll, this isn't exactly the place that I would want to be. But the problem is that I don't speak doll talk anymore. It's been way too long. And I need someone who does, and that way I'll know what she wants to do. Well, maybe she isn't your doll. Maybe she belongs to some other little girl. Yes, her name's Bossy Boots, and I brought her back from Topsy Turvyland to teach you all a lesson. Oh, we, we've solved it! Who's the serial killer slashing everybody? It's Torchy, of course. I thought it might be. Yeah. I would like some fizzy chip cookie dough ice cream now. Ugh. Of course, honey. You can have as much as you like. With glitter and sugar and... Oh, it's so sickly. Um, so, yeah, Sam Graham is a Space Precinct story editor. I just looked that up, too. I'm reminding you that anything you say or think can be recorded and used against you in a court of law. And um, Hogg, here in the uh, interrogation room, is another rather rather interesting-looking character because, again, it's not a full animatronic head, um, but also it's not just a... You know, a guy with some some little bit of makeup on. He's got his ears are sort of well. He's got a sort of mole-like face, and his ears are kind of almost sealed up, except for these little blue bits in the middle. And he looks very, very grumpy. Okay, what's he thinking? Thank you for Capex soup. Heats right up in the pack. What the hell is that? Jingle. I hear it on my way to work all the time. What does it mean? Well, it means he's hungry, Lieutenant. Very, very hungry. Hmm. But apparently not the killer. What have you got? Nothing. Mahark's a psycho, all right, but we can't prove he's the killer. What about the light lance? Well, we gotta wait for Carson to get the analysis back, and if that's inconclusive, unless a witness shows up, we're gonna have to let him walk. We'll orbit that moon when we get to it, Brogan. Because we're in space, you remember. Do something you haven't done in a while. Get home at a reasonable hour. Oh, do I have to? Oh, are the kids out? Please say the kids are out. You're home early. <laughs> I can leave if you want. No, it's just that uh, I'm not ready. Look ready to me. I miss them. But I'm glad the kids are away tonight. Yes. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, so a nice, cozy, candlelit dinner for Brogan and his wife. It's just to talk about our nightmares today. That's nice. Great, how was she? Good. Her dreams are so violent. 
She doesn't just see somebody murdered. I mean, she sees the lance. She sees the wound. She even described a victim's watch. And... Oh, honey, this is not getting me in the mood here. How the hell would Estes know that? And again, I think I've mentioned before that it's... Anything I can think of is that she's been picking up the killer's thoughts. Always rather sort of... Um, Seeing through his eyes. Narratively eye. convenient when Brogan, one of Brogan's family would conveniently clue him in to uh, the, the motives of somebody or the potential cause of something. Here, it kind of makes more sense because this is a a side effect of uh, Sally's work. <laughs> of course, she would be working with Estes because she's a friend of the uh, the Fredo family. No! It's impossible. What? She's no! seen Maharg. No! 88. Orin, quick, where's Maharg? I don't know, Lieutenant. We had to release him a couple of hours ago. What the hell for? Carson got the Lance analysis back. It didn't match the one that killed the others. We had nothing to hold him on. Okay, thanks. So Mahag is being stalked by... Oh, well, you're not going to believe this, but it's our old friend, Morgan. Officer Trustworthy Morgan. And Mahag has retreated to the top of a sort of uh, gantry walkway, which um, this is actually shot on location on, on the top of some buildings at Pinewood Studios. And Hargs pulled out his laser lance. Drop it! Uh, Morgan's got his gun. Oh. You know the routine. There's no virtue without. Oh. You ever heard that? Morgan had his own light lance. There's no virtue without justice. And he was so trustworthy. To learn, there are consequences for your actions. And as much as I'm criticising the inclusion of the Morgan character, I think the actor who's playing him is doing a really good job. You have the right to remain silent. Todd Boyce, yeah, he's doing a really good job with this because it is, you know, it's he's playing it slightly, just slightly over the top, but it is kind of written as slightly over the top, so it, it really fits. Um, I, I kind of wish they'd included this character in a, just a couple more episodes before this, then his inclusion and um, reveal wouldn't be so jarring. You're doing a great job, Sally. Yeah, well, it's not good enough. I'll see you guys. He rather reminds me of um, uh, a Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine character, Michael Eddington, who was around for like 10 episodes before being revealed as like a, a traitor. And the idea for the character was that he was he was a, a, as professional as the good guys, but he he didn't necessarily have to be a good person. He was very by the book, and that's what they could have had with Morgan. Girl under armed guard lies in a coma at Demeter City Hospital. Equally, we have Iona Datch, who again could have um, could have returned in multiple episodes. I, I don't remember Space Precinct having too many reporter characters. Maybe it wouldn't have been. Um, cost-effective enough to bring her back unless she was going to be seen multiple times, but uh, I really wish they had. Have a minute, Captain. No, but come in anyway. Uh, I was wondering, did you have a chance to look over the report about Mahog's death? Yeah, I, I also like it when... Um, Listen, I know there's not a lot we can do about things, son. Two of the alien regulars have a scene just talking to each other, no human actors. It's... Uh, Took, but... <laughs> We're never really safe, are we? I mean, I just watch the news. Yeah, okay. 
Especially if they're working with Jerome Willis, because it's just... For reception, we've got a protective custody... He's so good in this. And David Coulter is, I think, doing really well in this one as well. Thanks. I was never clear, though, is that um, actually David doing the voice of Fredo as well? Because I know it it wasn't for Orin, and it wasn't for Took originally, and then it was for Took later on, and it was for Romek, and it wasn't for Beazle. Um I've never seen any anything either way to say who actually does Fredo's voice. I assume it's David. I want to speak with her. Where is she? Uh, I had a wait in the coffee room. So Orin's doing all the admin stuff that would normally fall to Fredo this week. He's even manning that little desk at the front. Is there something wrong with you? How could you put a little girl in jeopardy like that? What are you talking about? I reported a story from a tip you gave me. I never said anything about a tarn girl. Doesn't mean she doesn't have anything to do with the story. You're not my only source. That's what I like about you, Datch. You make up your own rules. No, Brogan. The rules have been around for light years. They're called freedom of the press. Oh, right. You don't know the whole story. We don't even know if the little girl is a witness. Patrick Brogan, married, two children. You haven't missed a house payment in over five years, but you've been late twice, though. Your credit rating is okay. Most of your neighbors think you keep pretty strange hours, but only one thinks it's because you're having an affair. Where the hell did you get that information? I'm a journalist. Oh, she runs patrickbrogan.com. It's your, it's your fans. I've got a file on every cop in this case. Have a look at this. Something she wants to bring to it, his attention. It probably is just a coincidence. I don't know for sure yet. You see, I try not to run stories till I've double-checked the facts. I want you to know that. And I try to apologize when I make a mistake. Sorry about the little girl. If I didn't know any better, I'd almost think you had a conscience. I'll take that as a compliment. Don't. Again, that, that, I, oh, I wish that character had come back. You know ice cream you could possibly want. Well, don't. That's probably what put her in here in the first place. How you doing, sweetheart? She's doing just great. So, Estes has uh, now been moved up to the station. But there will be a guard on the door 26 hours a day. The first shift will be here any moment. Thank you, sir. Oh, who will we get to pull that first shift? What, what officer do we trust more than any other round here at the moment to do that that job reporting from duty sergeant oh, I suppose Morgan will do I'm just going down to the coffee room can I bring you anything no thanks I'm fine death kill murder I mean I'm fine oh Sally all you had to do was look after one little girl and you've left her at the mercy of officer well Officer kill, death, murder. Oh, he's putting on the black gloves. Time to murder a little girl. A year before Morgan transferred here, there were five murders in his precinct. All small-time hoods. Killer never apprehended. Uh, however, Morgan received accommodation for bravery. Four more Lance murders in his training precinct. All small-time hoods. Killer never found. Morgan singled out again. So for an episode with quite a high body count... Not a coincidence. It's a very odd, in, a very odd angle to... Duty outside the medical room. ...have this, um, so much of this revolving around a little girl... ...who we're now going to have to kill to keep her quiet. You killed all those people, didn't you? They weren't people. They were just... And it's never quite explained why Estes was... Their waste. 
mean, presumably she has some link with Morgan, despite having never met him. Um, but I can forgive that because it is a it is a nice idea that um, a, a town child could could pick up on really intense crimes like that. So Sally is a hostage. What happens now, Morgan? Whatever's necessary, sir. I want you to let her go. I don't think that's necessary. And again, Boyce and um, uh, Nancy Paul and Ted Shackleford are all doing really well here. How long have you been a cop, bro? Let her go. 20 years? I want you to do it now. I only been a cop for three, and I already know much more than you'll ever know. If you want to get rid of the crime, get rid of the criminals! <laughs> He's gone full, full berserk now. The criminals at least know what they're doing out there. They just don't care. Now, cops like you, you act like you care, but you just don't do anything to stop it. And that's worse! I do find it hard to believe that, that Morgan could ever get this far with this kind of attitude. He's going to pull the trigger, but luckily... Estes is there to pull the gun away. Hands behind your head! Now, turn around! Face the wall! Odd too, considering that she witnessed like three murders, but didn't ever see the killer's face. It's all right, sweetheart. It's all right. It's all over. Considering that she, uh, according to Sally, she could describe all the incidents in minute detail, but she never saw that the killer was human. Anyway... Morgan's been taken away, Estes is fine, and Brogan's got Sally back. Well, two out of three ain't bad. Fredo's taking some time off to be with his daughter. I'm acting sergeant. Hey. Really? Where are you going? On patrol. Somebody has to protect the streets. What about me? Come on, partner, let's go. I knew you were just kidding. Me. Ah, that's it. Orin and Romek back together as they should be. Castle. What are you doing tonight? And I like that Orin got to be a sergeant for a day. I was pretty scared, but I really concentrated hard, just like you said, and I got an A. We're proud of you, sweetheart, but we'd be proud of you no matter what score you got. Oh, yeah. Parents say that, but if she'd come in with an F, oh, she would not have heard the end of it. Let's open your present. Present time. Oh, pink wrapping paper. Oh, gosh. Ta-da! Motionary, too. Oh, no. <laughs> Remember that thing that induced nightmares and murderous visions? We've got the next version of that. Whenever you're ready. Oh. Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. Come on in. I brought something for you. Right on. This is your house. I've been here before. There you wow. go. Wow. Fizzy chip cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As much as you can eat, there's more in Mom's freezer. I think you'll need a spoon. Two days later, Estes was back in intensive care, suffering from extreme ice cream poisoning. Is it as good as it looks? Great. Great. <laughs> and yes, the tub is is blue and pink. <sighs> anyway, that was the pinkness, uh, the witness, and um, oh yeah, it's. <laughs> There's the germ of an idea here that is not really appropriate for a family series like this. So it's one of the more schizophrenic episodes of the show. I do really like the actor playing Morgan, despite the fact that the character is so obviously, obviously a villain right from the first moment. So it's kind of... 
it's kind of a difficult one to judge. It's not one of the worst. It certainly isn't one of the better episodes from the second half of the run. Given another rewrite, something that took out a lot of the the pinkness, we might have we might possibly have something that stood among the greats. But sadly, the witness um, can only struggle for a sort of average at best, really. Yeah.